6: and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin.
5: And I'm David Gurra. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN the sports betting network.
4: Welcome back in. It is our final hour of Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM on a big college football Saturday around the country. We've had upsets, near upsets, close calls, and the potential for more as we welcome you back from across Las Vegas. As we have you covered over at our Circus Sportsbook studios with Paul Stone, Jeff Parles at Mandalay Bay, and I'm Ben Wilson here at the South Point. Paul, we we're kind of on this. We had the inkling early that, you know what, Maryland with good quarterback play in and Talia Tagovailoa might be able to stay live in this game at least to cover a massive number of 26 and a half. Well, the more, they're more than live right now, the Terps, now up 13-10 as Maryland answers an Ohio State field goal. So 14-16 for a buck 61, Paul, looking pretty good so far and a touchdown for Tugaveloa. Ohio State minus 10 and a half live, and we're trying to figure out here, our off-air conversation, is this the buy-pointer for Ohio State, or do you keep on waiting here for the Buckeyes maybe get a, another lower number inside double digits?
7: Yeah, you know, I, I think if I was looking to take Ohio State, that I might wait until halftime, see if it, it's still a three-point uh, Maryland lead at the half, and then you might get something slightly more favorable, uh, likely would. Maryland, there hasn't been anything flukish about this uh, As far as I can tell, they've been moving the ball. Uh, They've got confidence. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just, uh, you know, another day of college football, kind of say it over and over. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. This is obviously a critical uh, drive for Ohio State here with 347 to go in the half, trailing 13 to 10. But I might, uh, as you guys were saying uh, off air, I might wait a little bit if I was looking to come in live
4: on Ohio State. And uh, Jeff, I'll also correct myself. It was 10 and a half, but quickly repriced down to seven and a half after the touchdown, uh, 13, 10. Now I, I, tend to lean with, I tend to lean with Paul, but there, there is going to be a certain point where you could certainly advocate for getting invested on the Ohio State side. There's still 325 to go in the first half, but uh, you look at the, the drive so far, as Paul said, I mean, it's not really been fluky. It's, there was a six-play touchdown drive at the start for the Buckeyes, but punt, punt, and then a 14-play field goal drive, as well here, and the Buckeyes right on cue will have a third and seven inside their own 30. So I know you're eyeing that, Jeff. You're eventually, you, there could be an opportunity to get involved, but I think right now you're, you're just staying, Pat.
3: I'm not doing anything yet, but look, Ben, this is now, and we talked about this a little bit earlier with Michigan struggling to beat Illinois today. Both of these teams getting ready for, that, for the big game next week where, look, at 11-0 against 11-0, very possible still, still expect Ohio State to come back and win this game. Both these teams have looked poor today. Regardless of how you slice it, I think Ohio State's looked a little bit worse after that first drive where it looked like, okay, Ryan Day had his team ready to play. And so far that just hasn't happened after the first drive. I'm just curious to see what the number ends up doing because after seeing what Michigan did, if Ohio State went out, won the game, even if they didn't cover, but looked impressive doing it. All right, maybe Ohio State, instead of being at seven, seven and a half, we've seen in the look ahead, maybe it goes eight and a half. Maybe it's an extra point. now. Right. We're probably looking at that seven, seven and a half. We were looking at all week on those look-ahead lines with the way Ohio State has looked like for roughly uh, 28 minutes of game play in College Park.
4: Uh, Buckeyes do pick up though a, a very important third down and seven to keep the drive alive. Take a timeout. Two fourteen to go in the first half. There, Maryland up the thirteen to ten. That first half, uh, that first half number though. Uh, pretty, pretty funny to watch where you could have got Maryland uh, at the south went behind me guys 11-1 to on the first half money line up 13-10 to right now trying to, uh, to see if they can cash that ticket we've seen a, a day of scares for the teams within the college football playoff sphere TCU last second field goal to win 29-28 over Baylor you had Michigan with the late field goal as well, inside 10 seconds to beat Illinois by two points and win uh, in that spot to keep their playoff hopes alive, those third and fourth uh, respectively ranked teams. We, but we've also seen with Ohio State struggling and Georgia struggling, yet the Bulldogs have not really been made to pay for their slow start. Only a 9 nothing lead. But uh, Jeff, you're somebody who's on Kentucky plus 22 and a half of the game. 9 nothing Bulldogs at the half. Our second half line is Georgia minus 10. So up to 19 for the game and a 21 and a half total. Third time the Bulldogs have shut out an FBS opponent at the half so far this year. Uh, you just wonder will the dogs wake up and make Kentucky kind of rue those missed opportunities, or is, is this going to keep p- playing out to that more tightly lined, uh, close call game that you certainly thought it would pre flop? 23
3: <laughs> nothing final, squarely played. then.
4: squarely played,
3: have me lose by the hook. You know, it's just it's just one of those where Kentucky had their opportunities. They had the good first drive, get stuffed on fourth and one. They had the good second drive. Levis throws in the double coverage, gets picked. So, look, you just hope as a Kentucky backer that those mistakes aren't what sink you here. And, look, I, I don't think Georgia's looked overly impressive. They're only averaging 5.2 yards a of play offensively. So, Kentucky's defense, that, Ben, let's face it, Kentucky's defense has been good all year, except for the game in, in, in Knoxville, which... Let's face it, other than the Bulldogs, every defense against Tennessee's looked terrible this year. So look, I, I think this is one of those where I think the second half number's right. I think Georgia should be about 19 points for the game. I think 21 and a half bringing it in from that 47 and a half is also right with the way this game has looked i'm not sure kentucky scores in this game ben that's my concern that this thing lands 23 23 rock
4: well and you have the the 10 spread 21 and a half total right now so what uh, that that's uh, you know if you think about the indication there and what that's suggesting that says what jeff uh, 16 uh, what's fifth or 15 and a half to five essentially or 16 to, uh, to, to 6, kind of in, kind of splitting the difference between that. So, uh, you know, that, it's a very low team total to look at. That's why it's hard. Usually don't advocate for going under a team total that's below a touchdown, but that would maybe be an angle given the lack of Possibly. offense we've seen from, from Kentucky. And, again, had the two extended drives, came up with nothing, a turnover on downs and an interception from Will Levis in the red zone. So we'll, we'll get you updated as well, a couple other halftime lines as we wait for the markets to populate Miami and Clemson we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Paul did want to get a, a thought from you, though, before we, because we're in our final hour of the show, as you do have a play on a couple of more games on the night card tonight. We've started to watch as the market has come into uh, form today, waiting on the bets to, to be uh, placed on UCLA and USC Early move to the Bruins here from four-point dogs, now down to two or two-and-a-half as we get ready for the big marquee matchup tonight at the Rose Bowl. What side are you leaning on, Paul, here with the rivalry spot in the Trojans and Bruins? Well,
7: I'm kind of approaching this one, Ben, from what I call a fundamental handicapping uh, standpoint. You know, first of all, UCLA, statistically, out of all 131 FBS teams, they rank first in yards per rush attempt, at six point three yards per carry, uh, USC, meanwhile, not all that uh, they're they're not up to their you know a championship standard, if you will, defensively at this point, and they especially have difficulty stopping the run. They allow four point five yards per carry, ranked ninety fourth out of the hundred and thirty one FBS teams. And as you guys know, Michigan transferred Zach Charbonnet, one of the very best running backs in uh, all of college football already has more than 1100 yards rushing averages 7.5 yards per carry Uh, this is kind of low-hanging fruit but i think charbonnet goes off big runs wild tonight against the trojans ucla also coming off a straight up loss they are six and two uh their last eight off of straight up losses and they have not only in their last four games as a home underdog they've not only covered all four of those games um, as a cover, as the home underdog. But they've won all four of those games outright, and that includes this year against Washington and Utah. I say they're going to make it five in a row outright as a home underdog. UCLA getting small points wins outright at the Rose Bowl over USC.
4: Like it. They can still get uh, two and a half. There's some now twos in the market at this point. And, and, Jeff, the big move has come to the total here. Circa opened this 82 and a half. We're down to, we got as low as 75. We're back up to 76, 76 and a half. Any pregame bet in your account there?
3: I'm more than likely going to end up on UCLA. I'm, I'm in the same camp as Paul where coming off that just disgusting loss last week to Arizona for UCLA, you anticipate a little bit of a, of a bounce back in a positive sense. They have a, uh, Charbonnet is as good of a running back as he is in the country. DTR when he's on is awesome. And you're going against a defense that is horrible. I know USC has won all these games, uh, they, but their defense is terrible. There's no arguing that. They give up 35 points to Cal two weeks ago. Uh, I mean, they made Plummer look awesome in that game for, for over 400 yards. What is this UCLA offense that's coming off a mediocre performance last week against Arizona going to do to them? I think UCLA wins this game outright, and uh, I it to make me a – Make me put on my green uh, th- uh, for Oregon here. Because, man, I want to go to that Pac-12 title game in a few weeks. I have no interest in watching Oregon and Utah again. That's all I'll tell you.
4: I understand your thought there. <laughs> so certainly rooting for you. Yeah. And no disrespect the, uh, to the
3: Utes who are a good no, football no, team. No. I'd, I'd rather watch working in UCLA here in two weeks, though.
4: Always putting yes, the uh, the personal preferences of what you want to watch in a couple weeks time <laughs> as part of the handicap going on there. Ohio State punts, by the way. Again, we're we're as we if you're new to this show, we usually try to splice in our previews for later with Paul Stone, who you can give a follow to at Paul Stone Sports, while also weaving in our in-game thoughts and potential bets. Uh, Ohio State punts away, kicks it on fourth and two at their own 45. Commits an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty after the punt as well. So, Maryland ball back 13 to 10. Again, 11 to 1 on the first half money line for the Maryland Terrapins, catching in that spot 16 and a half in the first half. Looking pretty good right now. I will fit in one more halftime line because we can probably make this quick, Jeff. Clemson 24, Miami nothing, with a backup quarterback in there today and JaCurry Brown for the Canes. A total of nine, yes, nine yards of offense. Uh, Clemson here laying at seven for the second half and a total of nineteen. If anything, Jeff, I you, uh, you see a couple twenties out there. That's probably the look, right? Clemson probably just battens down the hatches. They have looked so sharp to come out of the gates here against the Canes.
3: Well, Be- well, Benjamin, I got in on this quickly and got an under twenty-one second half, oh, which flick- was I was stunned, yes. stunned that that was I, even yeah. hanging. And thankfully, I had one of one of my outs on my phone. Had a twenty-one. Immediately took it under twenty-one. I, look, if well. you score more than 21 points and you beat me, so be it, Miami can't, Miami's not scoring in this game, Ben. It's just a matter of, well, Clemson score more than 21 themselves in the second half.
4: I'm really jealous now of one Jeff Parles and that and ticket, because by the time I looked at this, we, the Lions moved one to two points already. Uh, more updates as well. A bunch of games hitting the half we'll talk about next.
2: Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe
7: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Looking for value in game and on halftime lines in college football. Jeff Parles, he's in under 21 in Clemson and Miami second half. I bet I'm very jealous of since I didn't see it in time, Jeff. I was hoping to get in on Iowa, Minnesota. Minnesota did punch it in for a touchdown to go down 10-7. I thought that number should have been 38 and a half. It wasn't. It was 37 and a half. And then I got distracted because we're doing a show and we're watching a cajillion games. And I didn't bet it. And uh, and now we're back to not scoring again. So 34 and a half is your your live total there. And although Minnesota did just get a big play to push the ball into Iowa territory, game we're watching lowest total according to Caesar Sports in two decades. Iowa and Minnesota going off at about 31 or 31 and a half, depending on your shop. We continue, though, looking at some halftime lines. Uh, Paul, usually when you bet an under 64 and one team has zero points at the half, you feel pretty good. But Texas has scored 31 of their own. Uh, From what you've watched, uh, what are you feeling here? 27 is our second half total. Three is what Texas is laying uh, on the road in Lawrence against the Jayhawks. Well, as you
7: said, I mean, we're we're
4: monitoring a lot of games and,
7: and keeping up with a lot of stuff. But I think Texas scored on the final play of the half to make it 31 to, to 0, going for it uh, from about the one yard line with one second to go. But, uh, you know, you've, you've just, uh, it, it's a, a situation where, uh, as I indicated pregame, where I was leaning heavily on Texas's defense are considered that heavily uh, in my decision to play the under. So, you know, 31 to, to 0, I got under 64. Still feel pretty good about it. Kansas has had, uh, um, you know, pretty. Substantial difficulty moving the ball on Texas, obviously hadn't scored yet, and that Texas defense just uh, continues to get better. So I'm going to stand pat with my uh, under 64 and just kind of see what happens. But typically, uh, as you indicated, uh, if you have one team with the total that high being shut out in the first half, you would normally
4: be a little bit more comfortable uh, than am I at this point. At 27, that total, you're a little bit, you're ahead, Paul. Don't worry, you're ahead by about six. But yes, not not as comfortable as you would have hoped. Bijan Robinson touchdown on the final play of the half for Texas. Huge game. 19 carries, 172 yards, three touchdowns for the Texas running back so far. Jeff, we've had the additional conversation throughout the day today as we've watched Ohio State struggle on the road against Maryland when is the buy point uh, Paul mentioned maybe at the half well we're at the half it's 13-10 Maryland they cover 16 and a half of the first half and we're 11 to 1 behind me at the south point on the first half money line It's Ohio State minus nine and a half second half so you're getting now the Buckeyes under a touchdown for the first time at six and a half for the game seeing 30 and a half or 31 is a total Jeff you doing anything here.
3: Well, I'm trying to find the nine, the nine and a half. That's it circa apologies. Yeah, there you go. Tens everywhere else. Yeah, man, you know, they should be able to win this game by a touchdown, but they, they really, really have been thoroughly unimpressive in this game other than that opening drive. And this is multiple games in a row when Ohio State has had extended periods of time where they just look like a team. They don't look like an elite number two in the country team. I mean, again, the wind in Evanston, they only scored 21 points in that game. Uh, It took them a while to get away from Penn State. Really, other than an Iowa game, where that meant more to do with Iowa being inept than anything, uh, this is not, they haven't shown it. They haven't shown their ranking. Even though all the pieces are there, they have the likely Heisman winner still in Stroud. This team hasn't shown it. I probably will take this 9.5 that's out there, but I, I don't have much confidence in it, Ben. I, I, Maryland, Maryland has a chance, uh, early, gets the ball first in the second half. You get up by 10, then the wheels really start bin, spinning if you're the Buckeyes.
4: And we're seeing, too, a lot of movement on the total. You can find it anywhere from 30, 30 and a half, 31, differences of opinions uh, certainly on what we're seeing right now in the in-game market. I was wondering, too, Paul, you think about the lack of offense we've seen from Ohio State at times this year. And what we saw from Michigan today, those two teams, while they are second and third in the country, and we already know that that look-ahead line is seven for Ohio State, what would you do with that total ahead of Circa's opener tomorrow morning given the inconsistencies we have seen and the strengths of both Ohio State and Michigan defensively?
7: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not looking at uh, any of my statistical data per se, but, uh, you know, just off the top of my head, um, you know, I'm thinking around 55, which is mm-hmm. a pretty standard uh, total there. But the, B- the Buckeyes against a Maryland team uh, that obviously doesn't have a great offense, probably more or, or a great defense, rather, more known for their offense. Seeing here Ohio State only fir- eight first downs in the first half, 159 uh, total yards on 31 plays, so less than uh, maybe just a little bit over five yards a play in Maryland. 211 yards on 36 plays. So Maryland's outgained uh, Ohio State 211 to 159. So nothing flukish about the 13 to 10 lead. So here we go again. Ohio State uh, getting a dose of what Michigan uh,
4: survived earlier today. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see where that total goes when it opens for Ohio State and Michigan tomorrow. But as you point out, Paul, it's not like the box score has really been deceiving. It's been a, a pretty comprehensive first half for Maryland, 18 to 12 on the time of possession as well. And Trevion Henderson, 11 carries for 19 yards for the Ohio State Buckeyes, only averaging as a team at 2.2 yards per carry there right now. So continue to monitor that. We'll let you know where the where the money comes. Although Jeff, haven't seen a ton of movement so far. Still plenty of tens out there. If you wanted to back Maryland plus seven for the game, there is that lone nine and a half over at Circo where Paul's at. If you wanted to lay six and a half with Ohio State in-game right now, so as that thing stands, we can uh, we can at least take a, a brief deep breath here and, and reset because they are underway in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, Jeff, standing, Pat, he has Kentucky plus 22 and a half for the game. Georgia up nine nothing as we start the third quarter. Our two games with the most college football playoff implications uh, getting set. We have one in, underway in the third quarter, another at halftime right now. Both of those games though uh, currently being decided by single digits. We still well, have well, some Penn. more. Uh, yeah, go for it, Jeff.
3: Yeah, well, Georgia got the ball out of the half, and Stetson Bennett made probably the worst throw he's made all year. He just threw threw it to no one. Easy pickings for the safety for Kentucky. Uh, I just so saw that cats, now. Yeah, yeah, the cat the cats get a uh, turnover on the opening drive of the second half from Georgia. Just a very weird decision from it Looked from like Bennett. a punt. Th- threw it the wrong way. It was looking for McConkey and and. And uh, a break for us, Cat backers here. Where, look, Ben, I really do think if if Kentucky can get three in this game, that probably is enough to get us home here. Uh, I, again, I'm still petrified at this game landing 23 nothing, which which feels like a very logical score. Uh, but if Kentucky finds the end zone somehow, I I, I, I it would take a lot for us to lose the plus 22-and-a-half if Kentucky gets a yeah. touchdown in this
4: game. 16-and-a-half now is the updated number on Georgia. 28-and-a-half is your live total. And real quick, what did you end up doing, Jeff, with BC and, uh, and Notre Dame? I saw the Irish scored a touchdown to go to 44-nothing, yep. and it's also a blizzard, it appears, in South Bend.
3: Yes. So 42, over 42 pre flop, good. We won that. But I mistimed it here. I have a 54-and-a-half. Uh, but Notre Dame just had a drive that went into the BC red zone and it went for no points. So we got a we got a 12 and a half point middle here, Ben. All right, that's in middle w- in a driving in a driving blizzard where Notre Dame has pulled the starters offensively as well. So we got a real shot here to get home with this 12-and-a-half-point 12, 12 middle now.
4: Nothing we love more, Paul knows this, too, than, than a good middle. And now that you have the weather in play, Emmett Morehead, 9 of 21 as a passer, three interceptions today. Boston College is a team, 23 carries for 26 yards. And that is now – that is a live – if you want to bet this, Notre Dame's minus 44-and-a-half live. Total is 47-and-a-half. So you're projecting a field goal for the rest I'm ahead of the game by a touchdown. Now. Uh, you are ahead by a touchdown with now under uh, 10 minutes to go in that spot. All right, Paul, we, we go back to the big 12, looking for some value here. pre-game. Texas Tech, Iowa State, a battle among the mid-tier teams in the big 12, seeing right now a total down to 47 or 47 and a half. Iowa State laying three and a half. What's the, what's the way you're looking to attack this game pre-flop?
7: well you know the temperature at kickoff in Ames today predicted uh, to be 19 degrees with winds out of the west Northwest to 10 miles per hour so not exactly balmy conditions um, you know conducive to offensive uh, fireworks in my opinion plus you look at this Iowa State team quite pedestrian offensively but it's defense the cyclones ranked ninth in scoring defense fifth in total defense nationally and also seventh in yards per rush attempt just over three yards per carry so they're very strong still defensively on the other side of the ball though as we talked about offensively uh, the Cyclones who lost record-setting quarterback Brock Purdy and running back Brees Hall they rank 109th this year in scoring offense only 19.6 points per game Texas Tech loves to play fast 91 plays per game Iowa State though they limit their opponents to just over 61 plays per game I think they dictate Uh, The tempo, Iowa State's last six under. I'll make it seven straight unders for Iowa State. Take under 47.
4: That was 49-and-a-half. We've seen the respected money come to the under 47-and-a-half right now. Iowa State laying three-and-a-half. More halftime lines, more late-night picks when we return to the show.
7: This is live bet Saturday on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: The World Cup countdown is on. And now is the time to get your copy of our World Cup betting guide. We've in-depth analysis from Nigel Seeley on all eight groups. VEASAN's team of experts provide their picks and predictions for every group in the Golden Boot Award. And if you are new to betting World Cup soccer, don't worry. Josh Applebaum will break down everything you need to know. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99 and get VEASAN Pro access for everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And if you want more World Cup betting insight, check out our World Cup betting preview show. On YouTube, a great job by Patrick Maher, Amal Shah, and the producer of that, Matt Santos, who's also the produ- producer of our show. Uh, so you can subscribe to Veasan Live on YouTube. Reminds me, Jeff, uh, we haven't announced this yet, but we are part of the Veasan uh, Bet's Giving here going on. We have a, We have a team, Jeff. You and I, Paul, you're going to be like you're a tertiary honorary member of our team for Live Bet Saturday. So Jeff is one of those requirements. You and I are going to have a wager on the uh, what? What is that? the USA England match uh, a week from actually uh, Friday, Friday next week. Yeah. So. And Matt Santos, our producer, will be heavily involved. So get ready for that, Jeff. I'm, I'm going to be leaning on you. We're going to go off look, the board on that one.
3: I, let, let's find the, uh, the, the best p- p- paying prop we can find that makes sense.
4: I would say that's, a, uh, that's my
3: strategy with that for sure. I'm going to throw
4: out exact shots on goal by each team 0 0 at the half. Let's just find that prop. See what see. I'm gonna say
3: I'm, gonna say I'm to say that one won't win, Ben. That <laughs> would be fun, mean? though.
4: Park the bus. That would be baby. fun. Uh, park the bus. All right, so we're at the half. Couple of Big Ten games. Paul, I'm curious your thoughts here, where. Uh, And just how you you value uh, teams like, say, a Penn State in general, right? The teams that are outside that immediate sphere of the college football playoff, but have still been very solid, good football teams who will feature in uh, some of the more marquee bowl games this season. Penn State up 28-10 in Piscataway on Rutgers right now. We're laying a big price, 19 pregame, nearly covering it so far through one half of play. And we're on pace to go over there on a 45 total. Seeing uh, Penn State minus 7, second half, 19 and a half for Rutgers. Been interesting though, Paul, that Penn State have not been in a ton of these like you know, look ahead or uh, let down spots because of some of the early losses this year for James Franklin and the lack of hype surrounding the Nittany Lion program. Has that done anything to you as, you, as you've as you just uh, looked at their overall value and, and kind of crunched the numbers on Penn State? Uh, uh, to be honest, a forgotten team really in the Big Ten as we've gone down the stretch.
7: Yeah, I mean, Penn State's one of those teams they, they tend to. Uh, take care of business when they have the talent advantage, uh, in my opinion. That's kind of been their mantra this year. You know, they have the 6 year quarterback in Sean Clifford. Seems like he's been there forever. Uh, but what I'm really impressed about about Penn State is is the two uh, true freshman running backs, Nicholas Singleton and then uh, Katron Lee, I believe, is the other freshman running back. You know, I think their future is bright with those two guys. Uh, it'll be interesting to see – who they get matched up in a bowl game. You know, the bowl games are so much about motivation, uh, and oftentimes teams from the Power Five get matched against teams, and I don't know what their tie-in is exactly. I hadn't really looked at all the the bowl projections quite yet, but, you know, you get matched up against a team that's from a smaller conference, and sometimes they have that uh, motivation edge. But uh, you're exactly right. I mean, they're kind of in no man's land. They're just a little bit behind that – Two-team upper echelon of Ohio State and Michigan, uh, but one of the better of the best of the rest there in the Big Ten.
4: And you look at what they've done today, hasn't been convincing. We're down 10 7, but got a scoop and score touchdown. Uh, Singleton and, and then Kitron Allen, those are the two young running backs you mentioned, Paul. Only 11 carries, 29 yards so far. Uh, so, and we've seen a little bit of money to Ruckers in the second half, thinking they could at least get in the, keep this thing tight, maybe threaten to get in the back door, covering 19 for the game. Uh, but 19 and a half the total, six and a half the spread on Penn State for the second half. And in the meantime, Jeff, we're back underway in College Park, Maryland, up 3-13-10 on Ohio State at the break. And then in Lexington, Kentucky, Georgia punches it in, and it's 16-0 with a touchdown after Kentucky had to go three and out, punted after the the interception by Stetson Bennett on the Georgia side. You got to think, at least for the game, it's lights out at Kroger Field. It's just a matter of, are you going to be able to survive on that 22-and-a-half?
3: It's pretty amazing to say that, but I agree with you 100%. It's technically a two-touchdown game. But there is absolutely no reason to believe that Kentucky can score two touchdowns and two twos yeah, no way. against Georgia. There's no, there's no reason to think that even with having an NFL caliber quarterback, it just, it's just not gonna happen. I Look Ben, I, I, I'm gonna stamp out what I said earlier. If I get three out of Kentucky, I think I'm okay here. But now we're in the, the weird spot where you can't really kick a field goal if you're Mark Stoops. You gotta play t- for touchdowns every single time. So that 23 nothing final with Georgia winning uh, is absolutely squarely in play. And I would say probably is the most logical result at this point. If I'm going to lose this 22 and a half, it's going to be just 23, nothing or 30 to nothing. Yeah. Uh, Georgia just, is just so good. Uh, it just doesn't matter what the opponents do against them. Their defense uh, shuts you down anyway, whatever you want to do, they shut you down and whatever they want to offensively. I mean, that was all ground to pound. Now seven out of eight run plays, Whatever they wanted, just mauled Kentucky right down the field. This team's clearly the number one team in the country. And, there's, and with all these data points, I'm not sure it's particularly close at this rate.
4: The fact that, as you point out, Jeff, you can just kind of sleepwalk into a fired-up Kroger Field in Lexington and up comfortably 16-0. You could, Jeff. I mean, if you want to get off of this, you can. It's 22-and-a-half live. We're back to the pregame number. Is this a spot where you would do that or just let it ride?
3: I let it go. I would have needed to get off at halftime, but now is the time to get yeah. out of it. Take the 19, go for the three and a half point middle. Now it's now
4: pot committed at this point. Yeah. Jeff Parles, pot committed down at Kroger <laughs> Field uh, there in Lexington. One other uh, halftime spot, Jeff, we'll get your quick thoughts on, and then we'll, we'll pivot to another late game play from Paul. Iowa 10, Minnesota 7 at the break. Minnesota got nothing after driving back into Iowa territory toward the end of the first half. The, the high-water mark here was 37 and a half. Kicking myself a little bit, I didn't get in there. I, was, I will admit, I was a little bit greedy. Wanted a 38 and a half with the game at 17, getting 21 and a half for the rest of the game as opposed to the 20 and did not take it, and sure enough, we got no points the final, what, nine minutes of the first half. We sit at a pick 'em sixteen and a half 16 and is your total for the second half, so that's down to thirty-three and a half, and Jeff, anything you are looking to get involved with here?
3: Uh, I'm going to stand, Pat. Uh, the only thing I'd consider doing here. <sighs> consider taking Iowa Ben this isn't based off the based off just the raw stats this is an over game I know the teams that are involved I know what we're dealing with but Ben six yards per play on both sides and I know there are big plays on the Iowa side that have them at the 6.1 that's an over game and I know it's it's ridiculous I know it's an Iowa game yeah. but I I don't see a case for the under right now with the
4: number it currently is at. And as we, that's the thing. We talked about it earlier. When you have a total that low, lowest total in two decades pregame, the automatic in-game adjustments are, are naturally going to slant to the under. It's why I didn't get involved playing an in under because I, I just felt like there wasn't enough of an adjustment. It was too slanted that way, and it's been amazing. It's, it's Spencer Petras. It's been his best game by far all year, 10 of 14, 157 yards while his offensive rushing game has done nothing. 14 carries for 13 yards as a team so far. Uh, so no, no involvement for me wanting to get uh, get in any action in uh, right there. But those are our two Big Ten games at the half uh, and the two main games right now at the halftime break. Just a couple of final scores to update you on as well if you're you're driving around wondering what has happened in these games we talked about earlier. A uh, tough one for you, Jeff. West Virginia plus eight does not get there. K-State 48, West Virginia 31. Uh, But with Texas blowing out Kansas, K-State will not clinch a spot in the Big 12 championship game. They'll go to clinch that next week in a rivalry game against Kansas. And Oregon State blanks Arizona State in the second half. We talked about that game, liking how the Beavers looked, even with a backup quarterback early. 17-0 in the second half. Oregon State wins 31-7 in an early kickoff in Tempe, laying 6.5 or 7 there pregame. Uh, Paul, you have one more play tonight. I love that you're saving it. You got the final game of the night betting the hawaii game take it on unlv about an 11 point spread right now a couple books have touched 11 and a half Uh, what do you like in the mountain west showdown there on the island between unlv and hawaii well
7: i'll tell you first of all you know the transfer portal obviously a huge component of today's you know the fabric of today's college football uh landscape if you will some teams can reload almost overnight rebuild their rosters uh USC did that with their their offense with Lincoln Riley moving from Norman to LA to take over at USC in the, the offseason and teams like USC are the winners in the portal and then there are others who lose a lot of their top players uh, and none probably more so in the offseason than Hawaii. Uh, one report had Hawaii losing uh, 19 players and they weren't just any old play uh, you know any old players. They were some of their very best players. They lost their best Defensive player, they lost their uh, quarterback, Siobhan Cordero, who went to San Jose State. So they had a lot of attrition to the, through the portal. And almost predictably, uh, the Rainbow Warriors came out of the gate quite slowly, lost their first two games uh, both at home to Vanderbilt and Western Kentucky by a total of 85 points. Uh, really a tough, uh, a tough opening. The wins have been scarce. The Rainbow Warriors only 2-9 and nine on the year. But they've gotten more competitive as the season has progressed. They have covered five of their last six games, uh, and they've played Mountain West foes, San Diego State, Wyoming State, and Utah State, all within seven points. The Rainbow Rainbow Warriors have absolutely thrived as a home underdog against Mountain West opponents, 8-0-1 against the spread in that role since the start of 2020. So I'm taking Hawaii. Plus 11 over UNLV tonight on the
4: islands. Betting the Hawaii game, Paul Stone, 11 p.m. Eastern kickoff there. Taking the points with the Rainbow Warriors. When we come back, Ohio State has blocked a punt and are in business, and Jeff has hit a middle. We'll wrap up the show next.
0: Terms and conditions apply.
2: More than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
3: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
2: Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe
7: This is live bet Saturday on Vsin, the sports betting network.
4: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app. Featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in to take advantage of BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As we welcome you back for the final time with... Jeff Parles over at Mandalay Bay, Paul Stone over at Circa. Always a pleasure hanging out with you gentlemen here on a live bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. Well, we wondered when would Ohio State wake up? And uh, Paul, it took a block punt to do that as Ohio State gets a block punt off of Maryland to open the third quarter. Turns right around, and gets a two play touchdown drive. And the Buckeyes now lead 17 13 and have ballooned back up to 13 and a half point live favorites in the betting markets with a 57 and a half total. We'll see if that is the thing that kind of spurs on a big second half for the Buckeyes and Maryland immediately into a third and long at third and 18 here. So can't help but help, uh, can't help can't but think that that lack of aggressiveness from Mike Loxley as head coach for Maryland coming back to hurt the Terps. And it was only a matter of time. It's the special teams, though, Paul, that does in Maryland right now with Ohio State likely about to get the ball back and up by four.
7: Yeah, up by four. And like you said, now uh looked like an incomplete pass. So fourth and 18. Uh, Maryland going to be punting, and Ohio State going to be getting the ball back in their own territory likely, but probably in pretty decent uh, field position. And the Buckeyes, uh, if they put the hammer down here and go up by 11, uh, the Locksley decision uh, in the first half could uh, turn out to be quite telling. Uh, as yeah. we said at the time, you know, you just got to be a little more aggressive if you're that big of, of an underdog. Fourth and goal from the three. I think you got to go for the touchdown. But they're still in the game, so they really need to stop here. We'll see how it
4: goes. It should be going to be good to cover that 26-and-a-half for the full game, but having to punt it right back in Ohio State. will have good field position at about their own 35 right now and we've only seen four minutes elapsed to start the third quarter 17 13 ohio state number two in the country looking to overcome an early slow start it certainly looks jeff like georgia number one in the country has overcome the slow start in lexington as georgia is on the doorstep what third and gold about the half yard line final minute of the third quarter threatening to not only uh, put this game completely out of reach, but also uh, end any hopes of a Kentucky cover there at 22 and a half. It's 16 nothing and third and goal. We'll see this play from Stetson Bennett at about the one.
3: Uh, they're, gonna, they're probably going to score. If they don't get it, they'll, they'll, they'll go for it on fourth. down nah, they and
4: do goal. not get it? But
3: they did not get there? Not even close.
4: Can Jeff get lucky and get a field goal uh, <laughs> from Kirby? I mean, it would make it a three-score game technically.
3: I'd, rather, I'd, I'd actually much rather Kirby kick a field goal than go for it on fourth down. Not even close. No, uh, at least no doubt. from my, the, uh, the betting truth serum here, because if Kentucky even got a stop on fourth and goal, be getting the ball inside the two-yard line, and that would not be good. Uh, you know, again, just like I said before, Ben, Georgia is so is so much better than everybody else. And again, it's weird to say when you look at the score, it's, oh, it's on 16 nothing. what are these guys talking about? Other than other than Kentucky's first two drives, where Kentucky moved the ball into Georgia territory, got stopped on fourth and one, Kentucky moved it into the red zone, Levis made a really bad decision, got intercepted. Kentucky's done nothing offensively after that. And that's just a testament to how good this Georgia defense is and, Look, they get Georgia Tech next week. They're going to destroy the Yellow Jackets. They're getting LSU in two weeks. I just don't see how LSU is competitive in that game. I know they beat Alabama, but I think it's pretty apparent that this is not your uh, uh, what we're used to from Alabama this year. No doubt. Uh, I, I think Georgia's rolling into the college football playoff, and probably it doesn't matter who their opponent is in the semifinal. They're rolling into the title game.
4: And as we head into the fourth quarter there, 23 and a half is what Georgia is laying. So that's ticked up above the pregame number for the first time all day, ahead of a fourth and goal at about the yard and a half line, 30 and a half the total between Georgia and Kentucky. As we kind of roll through, look at some of the thoughts we had in game and how those have manifested now. Jeff, it looks like a good call by you on that second half under Miami and Clemson because we just saw Mario Cristobal kick the sad field goal uh, down 24 to nothing to make it 24-3. So you're on under 21 for the second half there. It was 24 rock at the break. It's now 24-3. Clemson on top. Uh, and Paul, your pregame thought. Uh, looking pretty good there in Philadelphia where Cincinnati taking on Temple in a day of the upsets across the American with Navy beating UCF earlier today in Orlando as a 15 and a half point dog. Cincinnati has not uh, not succumbed to the the big favorite looking flat early 14 there's uh, 17-3, excuse me, at the break right now is 17-point favorites. I have to imagine, Paul, you're liking what you're seeing so far out of the Bearcats on the road.
7: Yeah, I mean, 14 points ahead at halftime is kind of what you hope for when you're laying 17. Um, you know, the Cincinnati team, obviously not as talented as last year, but, uh, you know, they, they are capable and they have uh, still have a good defense, uh, which Luke Fickle is always going to have. And again, they just have more physical talent than the Owls, and you would think Temple probably um, going up against that physical disadvantage just might be uh, a little bit worn down come middle, latter part of third quarter. So I kinda like where I stand there, and then uh, I also recommended in the earlier games, uh, Texas and Kansas under 64 in the Longhorns lead 38 to 0 with about seven minutes left in the third quarter. There, you
4: stop scoring, Texas. Kansas, they did their job for Paul. 38 0 is the score there, Texas. And it's that 59 and a half. So you're about a to touchdown ahead, uh, just chive a touchdown ahead on that in game number. From if you compare it to the 64 uh, we you had given out there on the pregame, uh, 640 to go in the third quarter. Texas all over the Jayhawks at Kansas, 38 0. Uh, right now and that Jeff we buried the lead man you you hit a nice middle you took advantage of a blizzard in South Bend Uh, 44-0 the final for Notre Dame and just an absolute whitewashing sort of literally and figuratively against Boston College but you were able to profit uh, in in a multitude of ways there
3: Jeff. You know Ben one of the rare times where the pre-flop total is the only over that gets home every other over in this game in this Notre Dame Boston College game didn't get there so uh, look, even though I mistimed it, uh, you could have really got some juicy ones after Notre Dame scored that early second half touchdown. But hey, I'm very lucky. Notre Dame scored that second half touchdown, Ben, because this very easily could have turned into what I was worried about, of being no scoring whatsoever in the second half. Uh, by the way, Kentucky stops oh, Georgia on fourth short. and goal, so we have we have we have a, a glimmer of hope for a moment here, uh, getting the 22 and a half with the Cats.
4: Jeff, I think, look, uh, safety and then field goal, 21-0, you get out of here. Fine with me. Sign up. Let's
3: go. We'll do it right
4: now. I'm good with that. That uh, that Notre Dame-Boston College game, Jeff Middle, that was 42 as the pregame over. Bunch of in-game opportunities to look under. Notre Dame was up 37-0 at the half. Only seven points scored in the second half on a second half total of 17. Uh, 44-0 the final Notre Dame routing. Uh, BC and the other one we're we're tracking again. I, I was a little greedy. I didn't like the the number. I ha- we had a couple people reach out. I know Xavier who's listening. He's in on Iowa Minnesota in game under when that got up to thirty seven and a half. You're pacing ahead of that right now. It's 10-7 as we're underway now into the third quarter, 11-38 to play in the third, down to 31 and half on the live total. Uh, even though, Jeff, as you mentioned, the box score would indicate more of an over principal play for me, and not thinking the, the performance early of Spencer Petrus and the Hawkeyes would uh, would continue to manifest in points. Same deal for a backup quarterback on the Minnesota side who started the game Line. 6 of 6 here, but uh, just a classic day in the Big Ten West, really, Jeff. It, is, it has appeared uh, to indicate over at TCF Bank Stadium.
3: Well, I mean, it's, look, it's been a weird day in the Big Ten altogether. Obviously, Ohio State's struggling. Ohio State's in the red zone again, looking to go up two scores on Maryland. Michigan needing a field goal with 10 seconds left to beat Illinois. Uh, Purdue, we didn't mention this game at all because it was ending as we were coming on. Purdue only beat Northwestern 17-9. to uh, sure. Wisconsin. Needed every every morsel of points in order to up to just beat Nebraska by one. Been a wacky day in the Big Ten for a conference. Honestly, let's face it, it's two and a half quite good teams, and everyone else is pretty average this year.
4: That's a good way of describing it in the Big Ten in 2022. Paul, you're somebody who always bets the circa openers whenever they come out. 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings, West Coast time. We have our College Football Lines Revealed show at that time. Outside of the Michigan-Ohio State game, which will be the most anticipated game of the final regular season week card, uh, what's the game you're, you're really looking forward to seeing where the line gets set up tomorrow, if there is one or two that uh, you've already got your eye on for next week?
7: Well, you know, off, off the top of my head, certainly uh, might not be one of the more marquee games, but I'm interested to see where they come. Uh, Baylor going to Texas Yeah. Uh, after Baylor, uh, you know, spending a lot of energy and almost defeating TCU at home. I think that's – uh, an interesting game there and uh, of course Alabama Auburn to, to see how much the tides favored by there but uh, as soon as I'm gonna spend about an hour here at Circa watching some of the games wind down and then I'm gonna head back
4: to the hotel and the work will begin in earnest of course it always does beautiful Paul great to spend some time with you on a Saturday give him a follow at Paul Stone Sports follow Jeff at Jeff Parles Jeff's back on live bet Sunday Tomorrow, I'll be back with you as well tomorrow. As we say so long, thanks to the entire crew, Matt Hicks, our technical director, Sean McCollum, Liz Foster, Matt Santos, our producer. As we say so long, it is the Pro Football Blitz coming your way next on VEASAN.
3: The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael.
2: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips.
4: When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more
2: than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States.